Hello, this is Elizabeth Spring from North Node Astrology and NorthNodeAstrology.com. And today we're going to um, look at one of my books called Astrology for the Third Act of Life. And this was um, the last book that I wrote. I, I've written five, and I'm working on a sixth. And I, um, I spoke about that before. It's called South Node astrology and it's about how to transform your life and relationships through the understanding of the south node and we're going to be going through um, all the signs and houses for that bit of nodal information Um, but I still have to write it (laughs) so there may be a little bit of delay here in some of the podcasts that are coming out but as soon as I get the first chunk written on the Aries South Node. I won't be reading that to you. Uh, But meanwhile, I'm going to um, dip into some of the other books. And today it is um, the Astrology for the Third Act of Life. And if you want to find out more information, uh, Amazon has it and it has it in paperback and Kindle and Audible. So um, it's something that you can find if you're interested in. All right. Well, thank you for stopping by today. And a few of you have put up a few stars on uh, Apple Podcasts. And I really want to thank you for that encouragement Uh, I don't have a really good way yet of uh, communicating with listeners, so sometimes those little things mean a lot to me. So thanks for doing that, and let's, let's jump in for today. Okay, so today I am going to be reading, actually, uh, Chapter 1 from... Astrology for the Third Act of Life, and this is called Grace in Aging, You Are Not a Number. But how shocking it is when you write down that number on the form, the number next to age. This number looks and feels strange. It's not a number you can relate to. It's the age of an older person. Whether that number be 40 or 80, it's unfamiliar. However, talking about the third act of life sounds reassuring. There's room for life there and possibly grace in aging. But when do you enter that time? It could be at 40 or 60. You don't know how long you will live, so those, there's really no answer to that question. This is the territory of aging. In uh, a couple of weeks, I'll be writing the number 71, in the space on the form, and it feels shockingly untrue. How did this happen? As I let this quote uh, by Rilke seep into my psyche, it transformed my life and became the core idea of this book. Quote, and then the knowledge comes to me that I have space within me for a second, timeless, larger life. Unquote. Astrology is not a religion. It's not an evacuation plan for the next world. It won't save you. However, astrologers believe there is a divine natal agenda that is encoded within the chart as surely as DNA is encoded in your genes. Uh, 
clients trust us with their souls and part of our work is to help them make choices that align with their destiny, the life they came here to live. I think, um, I was trying to think, epigenetics, I think, is the word for this, um, the the big field in science right now that people are very curious about um, because we know that, that there is this encoding in the DNA, but is there really some personality encoding going on there too? Or as uh, we would, might say, the divine and natal agenda uh, and family karmic inheritance that is going on in this area. So that's called epigenetics if you're interested. But anyway, back to the book. My purpose in writing this book is to help you navigate the territory of aging better by knowing the climate of your life passages, these transits. What was once esoteric information is now available as our society opens up to new ways of looking at life. So just as with my clients, I've blended here a mix of astrology, Jungian psychology, alchemy, and entries from my journal blog as well. As I see it, looking at these life passages should be done not to scare us, but to remind us to reflect and stay close to our soul. These passages bring us in touch with archetypal energies, God, goddesses, planets, spirit guides, Call them what you will. They come knocking on our doors, and readiness is everything. They come to remind us to wake up, to take this opportunity to adjust our sails, steady the rudder, and check the map again. This book is like a map, and we are on a journey. We need not fear them, but we are wise if we understand the archetypal energies and the transits and know their names. And that's what I've done in this book, is to go through the different ages and talk about what these are, what are the energies operating at each uh, significant turning point age. Now, if you are like me, you may need all the help you can get when you're in the middle of some of these life transitions, because it's not only you who's changing, but all your relationships become different as you change. When I was at my Chiron return around age 51, my life was falling apart and coming together again like a grand soap opera. Divorce, graduate school, a mentally ill mother, and menopause all stormed into my psyche within a few years, leaving me desperate for solid ground. Learning about the Chiron return helped me gather in people and lifelines. Life can get complicated as one's family karmic inheritance weighs in upon us with unconscious behaviors emerging from oneself and others. So it helps to understand what's happening within the astrological timeline of aging and to know that you're not alone but truly part of a universal process. As an astrologer, I talk about numbers and life cycles all the time, but I've noticed that very few astrologers have written much about the potent later life passages of the third act. 
that's there's very little written specifically about transits after the second Saturn return at age 59. If you only know a little astrology, you might think that there are no astrological transits after this age, but there's much to tell. Yet sometimes it feels like unmapped territory. And so this book was written to help. Anyway, even from the age of 40 on, there are critical, important transits that we should all know about. This is not just the private information of astrologers. In creating this book, I've handpicked what I feel to be the most life-changing transits to write about, although I could have brought in more and included different planets, but I chose not to. I wanted to hit what I thought were the most powerful chords so the reader wouldn't be lost in what could feel like an overwhelming symphony. Chances are, if you're reading this, you know some astrology, but you don't need to know any astrology to understand this book. Yet, if you are an astrologer, you may be like me. After so many years of doing astrology, about 28 right now, I still didn't know very much about these later life transits. As my clients passed the decades of 40, 50, 60, 70, there were strong transits guideposts, which I'll share with you. But when I turned 70, I didn't know what else to expect. I was unprepared for the flavor and potential of this third part of life, this third act, and unprepared to be so pleasantly surprised. The third act can very well begin at the Uranus opposition and that at age 41, and that's where I started with this book. Yet for most of us today, it's the second Saturn return at age 59 that ushers us fully into this new territory. Or as some people could say, well, maybe it's the Chiron return at 51. It's a debatable point. But at these times, we are beckoned towards a more authentic life. It's as if the part of us that hasn't grown into all we could be is now demanding attention. What an opportunity this is. It's like the whispering of the acorn to the oak saying, now is the time. And it's never too late. As the writer George Eliot once said, it's never too late to be who you might have been. These years of the third act are the years that give us a chance to deepen and connect with our soul. They give us the time to bring the threads of the first two acts of our life together and truly become our authentic self. The first two acts were mostly about survival and making one's impress on the world. We were bound more by no than by yes then, by what we couldn't do than what we could do. Yes was often a possibility in the future, and now is that future third act when we are given new chances at each transit to truly become ourselves, to heal the wounds of the past and begin anew. But how and when do we do this? When is the time to turn inward to reflect? Or when is it the time to turn outward, expand, and to risk? When is the time to create something new or time to pare down? Choices and decisions will confront us at every major transit 
But generally, in Saturnian times, we are making choices and changes around self-definition and grounding ourselves. Saturn, as you may remember, is, is, is that limiting planet that structures our lives. And when we act on it, we really get the most rewards from Saturn. Um, but now in Uranus times, we're making changes and uh, choices that liberate us. And in Jupiter times, we are making choices that flow with ease and opportunity and grace. We could say, too, that in Neptunian transits, we observe it all and bring new awareness and gratefulness into our lives. When we do any of these transits well, it's as if we've hit the refresh button and a new chapter has begun. So astrologically, we are called to do all of these things and more, but at different times, starting with the Uranus return, at age 41, through the third Saturn return at age 88. And I do regret that I didn't go farther with the transits um, after 88 at this point, but um, so be it. I did it up to 88 anyway. Now, these are what we call generational transits that affect all of us at approximately those ages, yet there are other personal transits that we have, such as Pluto transits that you and your astrologer will note on your chart, which give even more insight to the climate of what you're experiencing at the time. However, just by understanding these generational transits, you'll be better able to understand what's happening to you now, what the climate of the time is, and what the opportunities are summoning you to do. We are the generation that has the potential to remake the terrain of aging, to reimagine the possible, and to realize the re-enchantment that can exist alongside the losses of aging. Life passages, transits, don't just happen randomly. It's an old astrological maxim that, quote, no transit happens before its time, unquote. As it said, as it is said, there is a time and a season for everything under heaven, and there's wisdom and power in understanding the gift in each life cycle. These transits give us insights into good timing and also an acceptance that, quote, this too shall pass, unquote. Astrology reminds us continually how the times of our lives are like weather patterns, and if you wait long enough, they will change, both the good and the bad. But words like good and bad aren't truly suitable for describing transiting times. It's more accurate to say, is this a challenging time when courage and endurance are called for, or is this a time for new beginnings when we can surrender with gratitude to what is unfolding. The reality of the years in the third act of life is the time when we have to deal also with illness and the growing knowledge that we are closer to our death. The limitations of an aging body may be postponed for a while, but not forever. The heroic ego with all its strategies, defenses, and plans to solve, fix, and create a secure life 
and a strong persona, that's the Greek word meaning mask, begins to know that it can't go on as usual. We sense that we need to go beyond our usual behaviors and to cultivate our imaginative soul to enrich our days. But how? What is this new territory of aging? It's been a frightening time for most generations before us. Art Linkletter's book, Old Age is Not for Sissies, in 1988, was one of the first to explore the physical and mental challenges of these ages, but it didn't delve into the emotional and spiritual aspects of the journey. Yet there are wonderful seasons and gifts in these rich years, which is what we'll explore here, as well as a possible roadmap. It has been said that as the body strength diminishes, the spiritual strength increases. This is one of the gifts of aging worth exploring. The Swiss psychologist Carl Jung wrote, quote, One cannot live the afternoon of life according to the program of life's morning, for what was great in the morning will be of little importance in the evening. And what in the morning was true will at evening have become a lie, unquote. Pretty strong words he used there for the process of aging. Now, he, he believed that cultivating a spiritual outlook is what healed people from neuroses. He was a believer in astrology and alchemy, and he used it with his clients And Carl Jung believed in the healing powers of creativity, nature, play, and contemplative tools such as dream analysis. I think he'd argue that spirituality isn't easily definable. We know that it's not about going to church and having your, nor is it about having your astrology chart read. It's not about reading spiritual books or discussing them. It is more about experiencing what is going on and perhaps experiencing the numinous or even even for people who might call themselves atheists. Um, we can still experience something that is outside the realm of our ordinary lives if we give us the chance to do this. Now it's Unexplainable, but you know it when you're connected to this realm through loving or feeling the numinous in life around you. I'd like to suggest that there's a magic and a sense of rightness that happens when you allow the alchemical forces of the planets to work in alignment with you. When you know the, quote, gods of Uranus, Saturn, Neptune, and Jupiter are cooking as they should in the crucible of your life. Now, Pluto, too, is a very potent element in this crucible stew, but its actions are best understood by its personal transits rather than the generational. So this book, The Astrology for the Third Act of Life, is like a small alchemical cookbook where you'll be learning to turn the base metal of lead of Saturn into the gold of your life. 
Now this third act calls us to come to acceptance with how we've lived and to reflect again on what we value. We have learned how to survive in the first two acts of life, but the third act is different. And I hope this book will show how we are summoned now to a more choice-filled, sacred time. These can be our best years, and we can bring a sense of re-enchantment to them. All right, so that's all I'm going to read for today. Um, that was actually quite a bit there. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Again, if you feel like dropping off a, a little review or a few stars on Apple Podcasts, that would be wonderful. If you're interested in any of my books, you can read about them and some of the reviews on northnoastrology.com. That's my website. And um, thanks for coming by today, and I hope you've enjoyed it. That's all for now. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.